0: Welcome back to another episode and another week of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock film, directed by oh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. What, what am I? Why, why am I saying it like that? North by Northwest. North <laughs> by no, if you if you're this far in, you're 36 minutes in. You know what you're listening to. It's North by Northwest Minute. One film. minute yes. at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. And we're from Minute Impossible. If you remember our voices from last week, it's been two days since you've heard us. Yes. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. And welcome back to the United Nations. What have you done in in this amount of time since we recorded our last episodes? Who, me? Yeah.
1: Me? Oh, not much. I've been working film festival and Uh doing all sorts of stuff, you know.
0: Well, I was accused of a murder. And I had to run away from an airplane. It was awful.
1: That's awful, man. That's, I,
0: this all happened over two days, too. That's, it was that's usually how these things week.
1: happen. These these plots happen over the course of a couple of days, 24 this hours. This
0: weekend was just nuts. That is it crazy, crazy. Man. Yeah, people thought I was a different person. I started talking really weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did I'd you, say things like Townsend.
1: Townsend. Did you did you have the the Cary Grant accent too and everything? I
0: did. It was weird. I also wore his pants. Oh, and he wears his pants really high. So it yeah, was I was going to
1: say that that's the style back then. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about, of course, uh, <laughs> North by Northwest. The, we're, the minutes we're doing this week, we're starting with minute thirty-six, and minute thirty-six uh, meet is Roger Thornhill running away from the baddies, and he's going to the United Nations.
1: Yes, they've been following him uh,
0: after the last week
1: uh, in his taxi cab. How
0: very, how very 1959. Boy, we were so proud of the United Nations. Exactly. At this point, it's the height. The United Nations building has only been around for like six years at this point. Seven years, It's a nice building, too, you know. Yeah, it's all fan. Well, well, not that we get to see it. No. (laughs) This is all matte paintings, shots done from really far away, and uh, sets. Well,
1: it's amazing. It's amazing watching these movies uh, from that time period in particular, because there's so much that's set on the soundstage. You know, whether it be the car trip, you know, the the, the the trip in the car, even something as simple as walking across the street uh, or standing in front of a building. There's all these rear projection shots, these map painting shots. Uh, it, it's crazy. And, and, you know, that's that's what they did back then. And that's what Hitchcock was really good at is setting this uh, the stage of the sets that he'd have. Uh, even if they weren't there, he'd have like part partial sets and then build up. So that they had, the, all his films had these grandiose look to them. And that's what was so different uh, from here to Psycho is that Psycho um, did not have small. that. Yeah, it was so small and laid back and he shot it with Which his,
0: makes it actually is a little scarier. It exactly. It adds tension. Well, he's this, yeah, this movie's big yeah. and bright and pretty and, you know, new, I mean, it's New York in the 50s. So exactly. it's still relatively clean, technicolor. So everything looks really bright. Yeah, Vista Vision, I, it's so pretty, you know. Yeah, it is. And, it, yeah, this is one of those ones where, uh, since we have the United Nations scenes, we should at least talk about the problems that they had. Uh, basically, uh, Herbert Coleman, the producer, talked about it. Basically, the, he said that they weren't allowed, after the script was read by the U.N. officials, they weren't allowed to shoot there. Of
1: course not. Okay, so they were told,
0: <laughs> they were told hey, but we don't want to be jerks, so we'll uh, open up a gated area around the back on a certain day at 9 o'clock for five minutes, so you guys can come in and literally set up, shoot the shots you need to shoot. Before sessions start and then leave. And so that was a nice thing. Well, of course, they were late because New York traffic. Yeah. uh, And that's where we get these scenes that we're seeing. It's basically uh, Cary Grant getting out of a cab and they're probably 100 yards away shooting this because they had him in a van and they were told they were on UN property and they couldn't keep the van there. And they were just trying to shoot this stuff and get and, and get these two quick pickup shots. It's just two yeah. shots. It's Cary Grant walking in and then the bad guy walking in.
1: It, it feels very much like a bowfinger, you know, where they're across the street in the van and they're trying to get the <laughs> yeah. shot. And just, you know, don't pre- pretend like we're not shooting. Just just shoot him. Shoot him. Yeah just somebody walking up the stairs. You know, that's how <laughs> yeah, it feels it, like, you know, which is Yeah,
0: funny. and then there's a there's that quick rear projection shot of him getting out of the cab because obviously they couldn't show him I'm actually I would have been fine of them not showing him get out of the cab cuz yeah. so it looks so bad.
1: Oh yeah, I know. But, and it's amazing how bad those rear projection shots are in some in some in some shots and then in other shots they look so great. It, it's amazing. It's like, you know, we still have that situation nowadays with blue screen and green screen shots. Some days in some films they look really great up until one shot and then i was like, wow, that that shot doesn't look good at all.
0: <laughs> no. And then they walk in, he, he walks up the steps past all the flags. They, they uh, tell a story that to get that shot at the end of the shot, a, co- a cop was walking toward them like a security guard and two people from the crew posed as tourists and asked him to explain the flags out front. <laughs> and so basically they just c- killed for time so they could get the shots they needed and then moved on. So they did
1: bowfinger finger it. <laughs>
0: they did they definitely both figured it. they had them they had the two two guys just like ask him he's like uh, okay and then by the time they were gone that they'd already left so <laughs> it's a it's kind of it's some guerrilla some guerrilla filmmaking which you know we all appreciate oh, uh, yeah. when you and i went to college yeah. that was oh, yeah. That's robert, exactly rodriguez. What we did. robert rodriguez robert yeah. rodriguez was becoming like the th- in thing so everyone's like hey man i don't need permits nah. i'll just go and do it and just not talk about it <laughs> exactly
1: no, no, we're not shooting. I don't know what you're talking about with the big film camera. Because back then, everything was film cameras, and uh, and nowadays you can do it with the with a phone, and nobody would question you. Oh, you're just a tourist, you know? Yeah. But but back then, you know, especially these VistaVision cameras, they were huge. So. Oh,
0: you know that? Yeah, it was, yeah. The, those
1: things were monsters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I love that the the fact that you know even Hitchcock, who was the great Hitchcock at the time, uh, and still is, but then he was like you know a big filmmaker. He was still having to, you know, beg, borrow, and steal shots. You know. <laughs>
0: I have never yeah. been to the United <coughs> Nations. I've been to New York a bunch of times, and I have never been over there. I've driven. By I've been it. to That's Grand it. Central Station. Yeah. I've been to the Plaza Hotel. I've been to all these places that are within a mile of it or half a mile of yeah. it. Yeah, I've never been there. And I'm like, I should go there. I, I guess it doesn't interest me like it used to, because I I, I don't know how much, I'm not gonna get political, but I don't know how much good it does. As, as at this point, I think it gets a lot of guff from both sides, and you know. It it has it you know it always is like the United Nations has condemned this and nothing ever happens no, when exactly, they condemn something. Exactly. So I know they do a lot of humanitarian aid. I'm sure that's very important, and I'm sure that it also does a lot of good. But there's also a lot of bureaucracy from basically 60, uh, well known 85 years of bureaucracy of it being there. So yeah, it, it is what it is. Well, so we go inside to the obviously fake hall front foyer of the <laughs> uh, of the building. And it's like, mm, and you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> you're this like is pretty right. pretty Hitchcocky, and I don't think that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a matte painting. <clears throat> uh, the stuff underneath is obviously not a matte painting. It's just Cary Grant walking into some foyer somewhere. Yeah, he walks in, and uh, I assume that's what it really looks like on the inside. At least it, they took photos of it, and then they had someone matte paint it. Yeah, and then he walks up to the quietest lady in the universe. Yes, and and asks to speak to. And asked to speak to uh what, what was his name? Uh oh uh, yeah Mister Townsend of Unipol. <laughs> and I was like, What, ma'am? Can you speak up? You know what? Are you saying Unipole? Or are you saying Unipo? And it's Unipo. 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 Oh, Unipo. Do you know what Unipo is? No, I do not. What is it? Unipo. <laughs> yeah, I have it right here. Hold on. Oh. I will I will I will tell you what UniP you know, well I also know what Unipole is. Yeah, I I've them heard of Unipole, but never Unipo. Yeah. Unipo, and hopefully it hasn't changed is a project where uh 16 different countries do a universal project olympiad. Hmm. It's uh like uh, like a like like having kids do science fairs and stuff. Interesting. It's based on chemistry and a bunch of other uh mathematics all these different subjects and it's a, like a universal learning type of system. So the the guy that they're talking about is somebody that was basically coming up with some sort of collegiate olympiad. Huh? At this point, now it still exists. It's it's called the Universal Project Online Olympiad. So I I don't know what the difference is with the online, but it's you know it's this uh, it's basically a science fair. And they challenge students hmm. from across the world, so it's kind of fun. That's a fun thing. That is fun. I had no idea what that was when I first saw this movie. No. I don't think I even looked it up at the time. No, I know I didn't. <clears throat> I, I think I thought it was Unipol.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought that she was saying. You know, um, but but I, I love I love the the slow pace that the Hitchcock has with this film, even though it's not really slow pace, it's slow pace for what we're used to nowadays for a spy movie, especially our mystery. And here he's taking his time, just letting the camera linger and letting the actors walk across the sh- the shot and come into the scene and play. I mean, this, this scene is basically him talking to a receptionist. It is for the and most, for the majority like, of it. And it's and it's, and
0: it's, and it's in real time. Like they don't yeah. even cut, like she gets on the phone talks and during that that moment we show the hench coming up yeah. and getting out of the car and when they come back she's getting off the phone you're like jeez that was in real time that was exactly you're like oh, okay well <laughs> all
1: right no need to cut there <laughs>
0: and, yeah and he's uh, he's of course asked to speak to Mr. Townsend and he's told him who he is he's Mr. Kaplan Mm-hmm. And uh he she says to go and and meet him and he, and that's going to be in the next minute we'll 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 see that part of it. But yeah, this is this is one of those scenes where I think this is probably the first time you've seen I have I haven't I can't don't have a great memory of every Alfred Hitchcock movie. How often does he have pe- uh people of other nationalities in it? It
1: depends on the film, but this is this I know is, the time
0: also. It's yeah, it, exactly. it's just it's not a <sighs> Because it's not Probably like not you the see time.
1: you see a lot of people of, of of different nationality or color for that matter in in Vertigo or Marnie or any of those other films
0: <laughs> or at the Oscars am or I right? Oscars? <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, exactly. hashtag Oscar so white. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> we're, so, we're,
0: so, we're so we're so political
1: <laughs> Exactly. What you get one 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 African American winner? I think maybe and one yes. one Asian one uh, Indigenous person. You know, there yes. you go. Uh, <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, I don't remember seeing a whole lot that that wasn't just a, a caricature either. This character isn't a caricature. She's got the accent, but she's obviously doing a very important job, and she's very well learned, and she isn't. And she has to, her
0: accent, and it's not. It's not like the yeah. They're not doing a parody. No,
1: they're not doing a parody. Like like you know to bring up another you know even more recent example like in Transformers you know they have that moment where they call the tech tech support and it's uh, they, they're doing such a horrible, horrible, uh, you know, parody runoff of of Indian tech support people, and
0: it's just it's so awful. And you're like, wow. I thought you were going to talk about Aladdin. Oh no, that that too. But the no. live action Aladdin. You know, to be fair, that movie's not like no one is. I guess everyone's a stereotype in that because that's the story we're telling. Yeah, it's a it's literally a story. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of these things where. I think that movies at this time, you just can't look at the like. Yeah, you have to kind of give them kudos. You're like, all right, way to go. Yeah, it, and, that,
1: and that that was my point is that. And they're know, not
0: like a laugh. They're not for a laugh. No, this they're character not a, is
1: played very straight and very, very sincere and very like. Let me help you.
0: If anything, she's played too quiet. Exactly. If I was Alfred Hitchcock, I'd be like, please speak up, ma'am. Exactly. But she's, however, ha- a, she's not. She's not a caricature
1: talks. of an Indian or you know any sort of nationality that she is. Um, like, like I said, like Transformers, it's like obvious that Michael Bay's playing it for a joke, and he's the the butt of the joke. And it's like, what's that about? You know, and and there's no respect for it. And that's modern day. This is back in, in this time. And and I like I like that that little bit, that little addition to it.
0: I of course have some uh, <clears throat> some uh, United Nations facts. Ooh, here we go for us since we're going to be the United Nations for the next actually four of the five minutes at least. Oh wow. Of this week, we're in there. Um, this play, the building that we're there in was built from 1948 to 1952. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, they wanted it at first to be its own sovereign country. Ah. They interesting. pushed to do that, and then finally they were like, "We." They just couldn't get the logistics right. Basically, a district of Columbia style, you know, place. Yeah,
1: United Nations.
0: Yeah, it would be all. It would belong to everyone, smack dab in the middle of New York City. So Very interesting. Probably never worked out. No. Uh, <laughs> they, um, uh, let's see. They're so I've got so many different weird facts. The longest speech ever given was five hours by an Indian representative defending Indians' position on Kashmir. Oh.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Hmm hmm i'm trying to think when i have seen the united nations in movies if i remember any movies other than superman for the quest for peace yes
1: i remember that i think maybe was it um black panther black panther of course uh uh did deep impact have one have, have a united nations shot in it i think oh yeah i did think it? i think it did is that where
0: the is that what our president talks no i think he talks where... in the
1: white house but i think there was also something in the I wanna say oh. that was something and maybe the Peacekeeper with um or is that the other one, the the one with Nicole Kidman and, and Sean Penn, the Oh that's not the Peacekeeper, no Peace no that's the other was, one. That was uh, the George, George Clooney. Clooney, yeah. But I think yeah. there was something set there too, because it was like the, the attack was there. And then I think I want to say that other one, the interpreter. The interpreter was the one that oh, okay. was all set, the Sydney Pollock movie, it was all set at something the I did United not know States. was
0: the first UN meeting uh happened in London. Huh.
1: Isn't that cool? That is cool. I didn't know that.
0: That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm not super. I'm not super up on my history of the United Nations. It's no, one of those things matter. that's just been around forever. So,
1: yeah. Like I said, I drove by the building once when I was in New York, and, and right. that was the extent of it. Uh, it was. It was beginning to snow, so I couldn't. I didn't go in.
0: <laughs> what an excuse! You're, uh, it seems like you have the same excuse that they had. Exactly. It's, there's snow. I can't. I can't go in. I can't no go way. in.
1: There's no way. No way. I can walk. I can walk Times Square, but I can't go in there.
0: No, i I wish there were I wish the United Nations had what Times Square has, like these fake like knockoff uh people dressed up kind of oh, things yeah. like that like that creepy Elmo. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It'd be really fun if they had like unite like famous people from around the world. Like you can come meet Einstein and <laughs> uh uh I'm trying to think of people. Like, help me with other names. Uh, um uh uh Joan of Arc. Gorbachev. Yeah, Gorbachev. <laughs> That'd be good.
1: That'd be a fun one. Uh you know, Jackie Chan. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Jackie Chan, famous Asian. person from another country, Asian. Yes, yeah. He did so much for the for the people of China. It
1: is who's is he an ambassador as well? Though isn't he wasn't he an ambassador for a while?
0: Yeah, that's one of those weird things when they have the ambassadors, and you're always like, what? Yeah, like Angelina it, Jolie. Yeah, yeah. It's all that
1: blood she wears around her neck. Exactly, Billy Bob's blood.
0: Let's see what what were the uh, who are some other ones?
1: Other famous people or other ambassadors?
0: Oh, ambassadors.
1: Audrey Hepburn was one.
0: Oh well, sure. Yeah. Here I'll give you a list. Uh, oh my God, the, uh, Nicole Kidman.
1: Yes, yeah, see, I told you, Nicole Kidman. David
0: Beckham. You were right oh about God. Jackie Chan. Jackie. Orlando Orlando Bloom, of course. Roger Moore. God, Roger, Roger Moore's Moore. the best.
1: Roger Moore. Roger, Roger
0: Moore because he loved he was really big on uh like uh peace and stuff. Yeah, he
1: really was. I mean he was probably the most um worldly of the bonds, if you will, you know? Like like doing I stuff wish, uh,
0: like did Cary Grant have any sort of things toward the end of his life that were like more like you know, uh altruistic things? Besides Dan I, Cannon. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I wish I knew more about, I wish I, I truthfully wish I knew more about him. I, I told you last week, I was a big fan of him in the movies, Yeah, but he's one of those guys that I know nothing about. <clears throat>
1: yeah, me too. I, mean, I I know, really. I know him as, as the, you know, the actor that he is. And I believe he was somebody's roommate for a long time, but I can't remember who it was. I oh, don't know. He yeah. wasn't a confirmed bachelor, was he? No, he, he was, he was for a while and then he wasn't. So I don't know. I remember reading something about it though. <clears throat>
0: But yeah, well, maybe some other week we'll explain who his roommateing was. Exactly. So, but I remember he's married I five times. Yeah. I mean, so you know, <laughs> not that I, great. I think the
1: last one was Diane. Or Diane Cannon wasn't it? Yep.
0: 1965. Hmm. So yeah, that was and that was it. Was that, uh, is Diane Cannon? She is she related to the Cannon films?
1: No, no,
0: no. Oh. I always wished. I wish she was would have been better, <laughs> but that anyway, been awesome. we're talking, now we're now we're talking about other movies. So what we'll do is we'll we'll stop here, and we'll come back tomorrow and talk more about uh, the Hitchcock minute that we're doing, minute thirty seven of North by Northwest. Yes. So uh until then if you if you guys have if this is your first week with us just remember that we are all over at movies by minutes and we are over at minuteimpossible.com where we watch the mission impossible movies one minute at a time Chris dun, and I have dun, yeah. dun, dun,
1: dun, That's dun, our song. Dun, dun, yes. dun, dun.
0: We uh we we did a 1 and 2 and we're in pre-production on Mission Impossible 3 the JJ J. Abrams one. So uh go have a listen we got lots of episodes. Yes uh, we un- do. And until then, we'll uh, will it? we'll see you tomorrow, Mister Thornhill. Why are you talking? Stop! No, speak louder! Speak, <laughs> speak louder! Uh, that's that's my uh, Alfred Hitchcock. For some reason he sounds like a belligerent drunk. Today. He sounds like
1: like a like a drunk Cary Grant. That's what he He's sounds like.
0: I say, I say. Yeah. So uh, until tomorrow, see you then.
1: Goodbye, Mister Thornhill. Wherever you are.